Live. A-C-U. From the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. We, the people. Congress shall make no law. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio. Brought to you by the United States Gun Club. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Uh, hey, listen, if you're supporting the Second Amendment, and you damn well better be listening to this show, I want to remind you to uh, give the folks at the Second Amendment Foundation a look there at saf.org. They are a great organization. Also, another good one is Gun Owners of America. They are at gunowners.org. There's plenty of good folks out there other than the NRA. And uh, we urge you to, to take a look at these people and give them a couple of bucks. Join up with them and see what's going on, see what's going on uh, around the country, see what's happening with legislation and stuff that may be going on in other states. Uh, you know, and, and you'd want to know that because you want to know when something is coming to your states, your yeah. state, because that's mm-hmm. usually how this works. One state does it. I mean, think about the legalization of, of marijuana. Yeah. You know, it starts in one state, then another state does it, and now it's on the ballot everywhere, and now the Fed's talking about it. So it's one of these things that's that's growing, growing, mm-hmm. growing. So if only we could do that with with uh, with guns. Yeah. <laughs> if only we could do that with, sure. like, suppressors and yeah. short-barrel rifles, short-barrel shotguns. That'd be great. That would be great, but somebody's going to have to – somebody's really going to have to do it first and make a big impact on it. All right. Um, back with us is the firing line. We haven't done the firing line in a couple of weeks. That's right. Because we've had guests and lots of shows and whatnot, so I've I've neglected the firing line, but uh, we're friends again. So here it is, <laughs> uh, from Silencer Co. It is the Omega Thirty Six M suppressor. Now this suppressor is really extra cool. They call it a do it all modular suppressor. So it suppresses rounds from twenty two Magnum all the way up to three thirty eight Lapua, mm. and it functions as both a rifle. And a pistol silencer. Oh, wow. All in one. So this thing is kind of cool. It's made out of some, um, it's made out of titanium and some other really exotic material. So it's made out of good stuff. But it's a two-piece can. They have a long portion of it Mm. and they have a shorter portion of it. You can use the longer piece by itself or if you want to add more volume to the suppressor and shunt more gas and make your weapon even quieter, you can add that little extra piece on the oh. end of it so it makes the suppressor longer. But in the case of, like, if you're shooting a 9-millimeter pistol, you might not want, you know, 8 inches of suppressor yeah. hanging off the end of it. It's so heavy. you may just use the short one. So if you're wondering how much difference it makes, a uh, long versus short, in the 9-millimeter, out of a 4-inch barrel, the short version of the single section of the uh, of the suppressor Came out at uh, 131.9. When you add the extra section onto the end of it, 123.3. That's pretty freaking quiet. If those numbers are real, that's yeah, that's that's some pretty good stuff. That is some pretty good stuff. This one also uh, has three different mounting, uh, three different mounts. It's got uh, the direct thread and the three lug, and then of course uh, uh, Silencer Co's ASR mount. So there's almost no caliber it won't suppress you know under 338 lapua yeah uh, and including a lot of pistol cartridges and 22 22 mag- I mean, suppress 22 magnum that's uh yeah I'm all about that I know it I'm all about that so this would include you know 308 762 by 39 would include like a 224 Valkyrie it would include 270 243 30 mm-hmm. so and you can get it and you know again the cool thing is it's got a, a bunch of different mounting options 
Um, the thing that's not cool about it, uh, MSRP is a slightly painful $1,187. But, but I will say, that, that's, well, a, that, that, that's a stout bit of money. But look, uh, you know, normally uh, pistol suppressors are fairly specific to, sure. you know, if you want to get one for a 9mm, it's just for a 9mm. It's not going to do much else. Yeah. A lot of them are like that. And then you've only got one mounting option, sure. So you've got to get that. So if you were to spend, even on the cheap side, three or four hundred bucks, if you got one pistol, and then when you go to uh, rifle suppressors, I mean, typically you're going to get two thread patterns. You're going to get one that's uh, the half by twenty eight, and then five eighths by twenty four. Yep. The most common direct thread patterns, and usually the five eighths by twenty four is thirty caliber and up, mm-hmm. and the uh, the half by twenty. Or no, I'm sorry, the half by twenty eight. Is uh, is would be less than thirty. So if you got just those three alone, even if you'd have to spend, you know, three hundred dollars each, which probably not going to happen, right? And then you got to file, uh, you know, three form fours. You got to pay three tax stamps. So by the time it's all said and done, you're yeah. going to be over that eleven $1, hundred eighty-seven dollar mark. And again, that's MSRP. You probably find it cheaper someplace sure. else. So this really hasn't hit the market big yet. It hasn't really soaked into the market, so we haven't got a lot of feedback on it. But I'll tell you, man, just on paper and in looking at some of the decibel ratings that uh, Silencer Co. is putting out, if they're even close to realistic, this thing is is a pretty good performer. So uh, almost $1,200, I think I'd be inclined to do it. Yeah, I mean, especially if you have all those rounds in your you – Yeah. Know, all you, those calibers that are in your closet. Right. You got, you got one suppressor. You got one Form 4. You got one tax stamp. Yeah. You got one waiting period. And then that's it. You're good for – uh, yeah. multiple platforms, That's multiple headache. Pla- so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Until we can get the bill passed. Yeah. Until we can get the bill passed. Exactly right. Always being positive, bro. I, like right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Forward thinking, forward thinking. Okay. Uh, something else um, uh, that's pretty cool from Deadfoot Arms. They make a new folding stock for the AR-15 platform. And before you turn the show off and say, why in the hell are you telling me about a folding stock on an AR-15? Because who cares? Uh, the reason that I'm talking about it, this was pretty cool. You can actually, uh, the dead foot one, you can actually fire it with it folded. Ooh. Which is, which is pretty cool because that's, uh, I don't think there's another one out there that does that. You, they use something called the MCS, which is the Modified Cycling System. Hmm. And uh, it, it's pretty neat. So <clears throat> when you have it folded, it has this kind of little nub thing at the end of the receiver where the extension tube would normally be. It's mm-hmm. not very long, so it doesn't, doesn't protrude out very far. But when you fold the stock over, it folds to the left side of the gun. So I'm mean, sorry, the right side of the gun, which is where the ejection port is, unless mm-hmm. you have a left-handed model. But one of the cool things that it does is when it folds, it folds down at an angle towards the ground. Ah. So it allows you to use the forward assist if you need to, mm-hmm. and none of us ever have. But there it is. <laughs> it, but more importantly, it allows it clears the ejection port to allow brass to clear. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to fire well, it's it, folded. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So it looks really good, and uh, it comes with a proprietary bolt carrier, of course. Mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to change that. So, so all in one package, MSRP is 420 bucks, and I believe they have a pistol version that's four, $450, I think. But, you know, there's a couple of other companies that make these, and neither one of them can you fold and fire. Wow. So I think this is the only, this is the only folding fire uh, that there is. So... So that's kind of that's kind of cool. I don't know when I think AR-15. I don't really think folding stock, no, but me neither. But but you know, to each their own. 
Yeah, I mean, it may be cool for, um, you know, for transport. Yeah. Might be all right. Yeah, break it down, compact. You can fold it over. Yeah, it would save you, save you a little bit of room. I had 420 bucks though. Why would you want to shoot it while it's folded? I don't know. That's my question. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, trying to figure out a time, maybe if I'm rushed. I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. I, <laughs> What's the practicality of this? I don't know. <laughs> channel your inner gangster I sure i guess yeah so are we appealing to the gangsters now with our we are. <laughs> we, we are we are we have some listeners in uh in the south of chicago <laughs> stay gangster y'all yep. you know yeah because i you know I, I saw that they were gangster and i'm gangster too so I thought, <laughs> why not no you know what i don't know why you would why you would want to fire them i guess though uh, i guess if you're going to let's just say that it, it doesn't fire. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just say that you can't fire any of them. That's just not a thing on the market. And you fold it over, then it's only something out of convenience if there were a scenario where you had to deploy that weapon quickly, it, it, whether you're, you're hunting and you see something and you got to, you know, squeeze off a round real quick or, you know, it's a defensive thing or something. You, I mean, that, that's really the only application that I could see. I mean, because I, I think I think you shoulder the the gun to, you know, be able to get your sights, and that's where you stabilize yourself. Yeah, that's true. It's not going to lend itself to accuracy no. in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, and four hundred and twenty bucks. This is Bullet Points Two A Talk Radio, a Bullet Points Media property. Hey, be sure and uh, keep up with us on all our social media platforms. Yeah, all you bullet heads out there, we are on Twitter at 2A Talk Radio. Yep, and you catch us on Instagram at bulletpoints.radio. And Facebook at 2A Talk Radio as well. And be sure and use the hashtag 2A Talk Radio across all of our social media platforms so you can catch up and keep up. And if you can't remember all this stuff, you know, Google is your best friend. If you do a search, Google search for hashtag 2A Talk Radio, a bunch of our content comes up. And we're. We are slowly but surely adding more and more content uh, to our social media platforms. We're not we're just not very good at social media. <laughs> just I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm true, not, true story. I'm not. So hey, listen, if you're out there listening and you want to do social media for us, <laughs> yep. come on, yeah, come on, <laughs> come on, we got you. All right, hey, let's get to some news, man. Uh, uh, this deal with um, with Remington and the Supreme Court thing. Now this. Uh, you guys are probably familiar with this case. I know everybody is by now, especially the way that social media has been blowing up as late uh, as of late about this. Um, it's Remington versus Soto, and this case stemmed, to put in a little bit of context, this case stemmed from the December 14, 2012 shooting at in Newtown, Connecticut, uh, Sandy Hook Elementary, uh, in which the perpetrator, Adam Lanza, stole the Bushmaster AR-15 from his mother, murdered her, marched up the street, killed 23 others and wounded two more Mm. now as a result of this there are a group of plaintiffs including family members that were uh, family members of the victims uh there that lost their lives at uh sandy hook elementary they are they are seeking some financial remedy and to hold remington responsible remington because remington is the parent company of bushmaster so they're going after they're going after remington and there was, you know, this has been all over social media and all over gun blogs and, and everywhere you look as of late. It is, you see it everywhere. And the headline is always Supreme Court, you know, Supreme Court shoots down Remington's case. Um, you know, Remington loses Supreme Court 
you know, it, 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 it makes it, it frames it as if Remington got just kicked to the side and shut down and now we're all doomed. Mm. And that's really been the narrative after this headline. I've seen just on Facebook alone, I have seen this story posted from different media websites, from CNN, uh, from Fox News, from NBC, from CBS, everybody, and local newspapers all over the place. And it, it's just, it's always the headline. And I don't think anybody actually reads the headline. Nobody actually reads the headline. So I want to get down to the truth of this, because the perception now is by people on both sides of the argument, both pro-2A people and anti-2A folks in the media, that because the Supreme Court rejected Remington, that now the Second Amendment is screwed, that we're all done. Uh, we can pack it up and go home. It's over with and that this paves the way in the future for more victims of shootings to go after gun manufacturers and uh, just litigiously force them into the dirt. Mm. So if gun gun manufacturers are broke, they're tied up in court, they can't make guns, it gets rid of guns, and, you know, the the left gets to jump up and down, and as Second Amendment folks, we're all screwed. So... Uh, it's doom and gloom. Sky's falling. Everything's coming apart. It's all over with. But is that really what's going on? Well, I'll tell you in a word, no, it's not. Uh, I think a lot of people are guilty. Now, listen, I- I'm going to be honest with you. If you read that headline, yeah. Remington loses Supreme Court battle, then you're like, ooh, yeah, we're screwed. Mm-hmm. But people see that, and they repost it, and they go, oh, no, Remington, did you see what happened? And listen, I've had a lot of conversations uh, since I decided to do this story I had a lot of conversations with colleagues and other people in the industry, and it's not just drive-by social media headliners that are taking this away from this story. It's people in the industry are repeating this, mm-hmm. and it's, it's simply, simply not true, and we need to get uh, to the facts of this. So let's start with, let's start with you know, what this case is. This case, uh, because the thing that comes up is PLACA. That's the provision for lawful commerce in arms act which is a federal law that law uh, stops individuals from suing gun manufacturers because of third-party misuse of a weapon that that manufacturer made so you know in other words if somebody takes a gun and goes out and kills somebody it's not the fault of the manufacturer the manufacturer can't be sued Mm -hmm. so people are asking well how does remington get sued right because placa is a federal law and that's not what they're chasing them down. They're not, they're not doing that. It's not under the auspice of PLACA. That's not how they're doing this. They're using a Connecticut, a state statute that uh, is false advertising. So that's how they're chasing this down. Now, if we get to the Supreme Court part and we say, well, why didn't the Supreme Court hear this? Why didn't they, why didn't they, let's take a look at it. Well, it's pretty easy to know why they didn't. One, this is a state level case. This is a law that is in the state of Connecticut. This is not a civil rights violation. It's not a constitutional law violation. Um, And it's not a federal law violation. It's none of that. Further, it's a state level law. It's a state case. And more importantly, this case hasn't even been to trial in Connecticut yet. No Mm -hmm. one has heard arguments in this case. This is just a move that you would expect from the defense of Remington's defense counsel, you would expect them to try to dismiss this before it gets to trial, because that's what every good defense lawyer would do. They always want to throw it out. But the Supreme Court looked at it and said, you know what? It's not, 
it's it's in its infancy. It as a as a legal matter, it's an embryo. Right. <laughs> it's, it yeah. hasn't even it hasn't even got out into the world yet. You know, it's it's still just it's a tiny thing. Hmm. Uh, so it's not as if Remington went to court in Connecticut and lost, and then went forward to the Supreme Court and said, "Hey, you know what? We lost. Can you help us out?" That's not even what happened. So the Supreme Court did exactly what you would expect them to do. It doesn't matter that this is a firearms case or not. In a case that is a case about a state law, again, that's not a civil rights violation, that's not a constitutional law violation, um, that's not a federal law violation, to petition the Supreme Court to throw that out before the case is even heard on a state-level law, that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen anywhere, gun or not. Um, so that's that's the reason that they chose not to hear it is because there's really no merits for them to hear it on. It hasn't even been heard at the, at the state level yet. Mm. So the other thing I got, I you know, in this conversation that I had was, um, well, okay, I understand that, but but if they go to court in Connecticut, they're probably going to lose. Well, are they? So let's think about what the uh, what this case alleges with this false advertising because that's what this is it's false advertising is what they say that remington did uh and that was kind of their their caveat their end around you know they knew they couldn't get it with placa right and they couldn't get it directly because that would false advertising. surely so they use <laughs> false advertising so when the when the plaintiffs go to court this is what they're going to have to prove they're going to have to go before a judge and a jury they're going to have to go into court and uh, the group that represents Soto's, the plaintiff's attorneys, they're going to have to prove that, one, uh, Remington engaged in false advertising in the state of Connecticut, two, that they knowingly did so, and three, here's the big one, they're going to have to prove that that false advertising that they engaged in and knowingly engaged in made its way to Adam Lanza somehow and said false advertising influenced Adam Lanza to the point of stealing an AR-15, murdering his mother, going up the street to an elementary school, and killing a bunch of innocent children. That's what they're going to have to prove. Yeah. Well, I, I don't understand the, the advertising. What was it? <laughs> I don't know. That I don't know what it was. Uh, I, I don't think that, that Remington, or I guess by way of Bushmaster... I don't think they have any Connecticut-specific advertising, yeah. and I don't think I've ever seen a Remington or Bushmaster commercial on either. television. I mean, unless you watch like the Pursuit Channel or right. some of those, you might see one of those, but but specific to gun shows. Sure. But I don't think... Magazines, just, maybe? Yeah, maybe so. But uh, again, what kind of advertising could be portrayed as, go steal a, this gun and shoot people up in a mass shooting yeah, what, school? Yeah, what ad did you see that made you think that was okay? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And listen, I don't want to. I don't want to at all uh, belittle the victims of the victims' family because this is it, uh, this is a, just a, a heinous act. This is a horrible. Act. Yeah. You know, our, our, I always say here that our our children are our most precious resource. They are the 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 best thing that we have. To think that your children go to school one day and they don't come home. Because somebody yeah. took their lives, that that is a horrible thought. We are not them. We can't get our heads around how they feel, but you can understand their their level of frustration. Sure. I mean, how angry they must be, and they want to hold somebody accountable. But listen, somebody is accountable, and it's Adam not Lanza. Remington. It's Adam Lanza. Yeah. 
and he's under arrest. Yeah. And he's going to be guilty, and he's either going to spend the rest of his life in jail, or he's going to die. And, and that's how most shooting cases end. And that's where, that's where it all comes back. I mean, throughout all of history, uh, the family gets the, you know, it, it really, they don't even get the relief because it's such a, such a huge thing to happen to somebody. But, uh, you know, that's whenever I, you, you watch the stories, they're like, ah, oh, there's the justice. It's this person is now in jail or is going to die by the death penalty or this, that, and the other. And that's where their justice comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Their justice is through the legal system. It's not, you know, financial. Now, yeah. listen, um, you know, back to back to Placa for a second. A Placa does protect manufacturers, but it again, it only protects them. It's not a, a a kind of blanket immunity. It's not a get out of jail free card for them. If a manufacturer were to engage in something like price fixing or contract manipulation, or if they put out a weapon that they knew was defective, that maybe the safety didn't work on, or maybe when you loaded the magazine in it, it went off on its own, mm-hmm. or if you dropped it, it fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, hear, I hear that happens. But if a manufacturer were to do that knowingly, to knowingly sell a defective product that could cause harm to somebody, and it did, then of course that manufacturer should and would be held liable, and, and, and they, should, they should take the ride for that if they do that. Yeah. I think this all gets thrown out the window because he stole it from somebody who bought it legally. Yeah, that's going to be – I'm sure that's going to be a big argument from Remington, and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that yeah. because even if – even if – and I mean I, if can't get any bigger. Yeah. But if they could prove that it influenced Adam Lanza to do something, I don't think there's any advertising out there from any manufacturer or anybody – Sure. It says that encourages people to steal stuff. No. No. It I think encourages they, people to commit felonies. That's multiple felonies. You got a felony for everybody you shot and killed. You got a felony for everybody you shot at and wounded. You got a felony for burglary. You got a felony for theft of a firearm. You've got a felony for taking a firearm on school grounds. Mm-hmm. You've got probably 30 felonies right there. Sure. If not more. Uh, and this guy, I believe, was prohibited from having a weapon all to begin with. Right. So... You know, I don't understand how they can. I mean, the bottom line is, I'm going to say it right now that they're not going to win. No, uh, I don't believe they're, so. They're not going to win, and I, I think, I think probably they know they're not going to win. I think they're just hoping that they'll get a little, you know, get a little traction, get a little attention, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it will encourage uh, other people to follow suit with this. But I'll tell you, if they if they do win here in Connecticut, that will for sure work its way back to the Supreme Court. And speaking of the Supreme Court, I'll tell you another reason that that I don't think this is going to go through. So we're talking about Connecticut, not exactly a gun friendly state. Now, I mentioned that the Connecticut Supreme Court originally upheld this before it made its way to the U.S. Supreme Court. But the Connecticut Supreme Court. There were actually more than just this single allegation of false advertising that was levied by the plaintiffs against Remington. And when that went to the Connecticut Supreme Court, Connecticut Supreme Court looked at it and tossed all of the allegations out except for one, except for this false advertising. And the false advertising thing got by the Connecticut Supreme Court four to three, which is a very obviously a very narrow margin. You got mm-hmm. one vote away from it getting shot down. Yeah. And there was plenty of dissent there in the Connecticut Supreme Court. So it got by by literally one vote, a, a very, very thin majority. So with that in mind, 
And with the burden that they're going to have to try and prove this, I, I just don't think they can get there. Man, you know, uh, I'll, 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 I'll go Ben Matlock up in this yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes to Wapner. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, but no. Uh, this is a. This is kind of a. Four people voted on false advertisement. That what are these four people thinking? It just blows my mind. Well, uh, keep in mind they're they're not they're not saying that they agree that there was false advertising. They're not saying that Remington's guilty. Yeah. They're just saying that okay, the plaintiffs have have put forth a reasonable argument that is worth being heard in the court. Therefore, we're not going to disallow it. Mm. We're going to let it go before a judge and a jury and let them decide. But they, you know, again, I think that they, that the, the, the plaintiffs, and I'm not talking about the plaintiff's attorney, I'm talking about the plaintiffs themselves, are probably looking at this like most parents would. They're looking at it like, listen, my child, my, uh, my young child was murdered while he or she was in school. And that's mm-hmm. bad, and and you guys got to do something about it. But that's not going to be the argument. The argument is going to be that Lanza was compelled by advertising, but from Remington to Shoot to up. to do that. Mesh I mean, up. if that's the case, then Remington doesn't just advertise in Newtown, Connecticut. They no. advertise all over the place. If that advertising were compelling people yeah. to kill, then we'd be talking about this every every single day of the week, right? Wow. I probably saw a Remington ad this morning. I don't have the urge to kill anybody. No, absolutely not. So, do you, it, do you think that this is funded by the left? No, I, I don't think you don't so. Think, no, I, I look I, at this stuff and I'm like, something's got to go on here because I don't, I don't know one normal person, an everyday person that's got the money to take on well, Remington or. But you've got you've got attorneys, you've got uh, law firms that that will do this stuff because their name's going to be in the news. They're going to get a lot of exposure. Sure. And if they go out and accidentally win one, yeah. they're gonna, get you know, they'll be famous forever. So they're pro so, bono, right? So they they may do, and I don't know that Maybe. they're doing it. I don't know how much they're charging or how much they're not. I have no idea. I'm yeah. not suggesting that they're doing it for free. But what I am saying is, is it is a little bit of it's a lot of publicity because sure. every time the story goes out, that law firm is going to be mentioned. Yeah. So yeah. if they litigate this case, the fact that they're going to even get it into court and argue it is is a victory in and of itself because normally these things wouldn't make it that far because placa would you know would shut this thing down yeah, would stop right. it right there mm-hmm. but but uh for them to even get on the playing field just to make these arguments in front of a a judge and a jury i think for the law firm itself i think they would take that as a victory and i'm again i'm not suggesting that that is the right. only reason that they're doing this i think that they feel like they're representing uh, the best interest of their client, yeah. and they're going forth in order to try to put that interest before a judge, and hopefully that judge and or jury will rule in their favor. And that's that's your job as an right. attorney represents. That's what you're supposed to do. So I get that, but I honestly don't think that they believe that they're going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to. I think this is. Uh, this is more a matter of principle. I think they, sure. they know it's a long shot. Now, if we go back to the Connecticut Supreme Court thing again, there were multiple allegations, not just this one. This is the yeah. only one that filtered through. So, you know, it, it is probably the case that in the beginning, you know, if they're alleging four, five, six different things that Remington did in order to contribute to what Adam Lanza did, 
they put forth that entire argument there. They say, hey, Remington did A, B, C, D, E. They did all this stuff. And the court says, well, yeah, but you can't really, no, not that, not that, not that, not that. But this one, okay, we'll let you go forward with this one. So in the beginning, the plaintiffs had a much more robust case and probably felt like, you know, the attorneys felt like, and I'm sure the attorneys gave them a lot of guidance of what they could do under Connecticut state law and what they couldn't do. So um, it's a lot of speculation here from from us toward the end of the story. But, you know, in an effort to try to make sense of it. And listen, you guys do me a favor. Stop freaking posting this crap all over social media. Yeah. Because we have to – we had this conversation a while back about being educated, being informed, and speaking intelligently and making your side of the case to other people. So when somebody says, oh, yeah, Remington, Supreme Court, they lost. Now, now what you going to do? Yeah. Well, here's your argument. What you're going to do is you're going to read more into the story. You're going to see what actually happened, what's going on, because you need to know about what law they're filing under in Connecticut, how this has worked, the fact that it hasn't been to court yet, the fact that the Supreme Court in the normal course of judiciary would not hear a case like this anyway. Yep. And then look on top of look look further and say okay when they go to court what are they going to have to prove and what is the likelihood of them proving it it's none right it's zero i mean less than zero and again i'll go i'll say it right here and i'm gonna have to come back one day and i'm either going to be right or i'm going to be wrong but 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 remington is not going to lose this they're not going to lose this unless remington chooses to you know make an early offer and, hmm. and settle uh, they may or may not do that. I don't know that, that there's no indication of that. But, uh, you know, mm. cases like this, there's always that outside possibility. They just might want to write a check and make it go away. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they take the ride and their uh, their defense guys stay in and hang with it and uh, and make the point that, that no, listen, we're, we feel bad about what happened to your family. Right. But it's not at all. It's it's no more Remington's fault than it is my fault or Brooks. Yep. It's 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 just not it's it's not there and and I feel again feel bad for the families but uh, beyond that I mean that that's just it Adam Lanza is going to die and that's what he needs to do and the quicker he can be yeah, dead the better off with. we'll all be so all right we got to take a break but we got some more on the other side stay with us this is Bullet Points Two A Talk Radio this is Bullet Points Two A Talk Radio brought to you by the United States Gun Club. Hey, we got some good news in the battle for gun control. And again, I hate to use the phrase gun control, but I don't really know what else to call it. But the Fed is uh, is doing a little bit more, getting off their butts, and and actually doing something that I think is a positive move when it comes to gun control. Now, William Barr announced this last Wednesday, but of course. We're too busy talking about a phone call that the president had with the Ukraine to hear about anything so trivial as saving people's lives and stopping up. You think about this for a second before I get on this story. I'm going to get on something else. Mm-hmm. The the left and the Democrats are just absolutely re- – I know this is not a political show, but it's about to be for about three minutes because <laughs> damn it. Um, but listen, think about before this impeachment thing. Yeah. What did you hear about from every Democrat every time they open their mouth? Gun control, Taking gun control, guns. assault weapons, red flag laws, this, that. Yep. It was guns, 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 guns. As soon as Nancy Pelosi said we're going to have impeachment hearings, what happened to gun talk? Bit gone. Yep. Gone like that. I mean, like it never happened, like it never existed. So what does that tell you? That tells you that when Democrats are up there whining and crying about 
it's about the children. We just want to save lives. We want to stop gun. They don't give a crap. No. Nope. They don't give a crap. They're just inventing a problem that yeah. they're going to be the solution to so that you'll vote for them to That's solve right. a problem. That's all they're doing. It's about power. If, if they cared about it, they'd be doing something about it and not running their mouths about it. That's right. Amen. Can I get a hallelujah? Yeah. Thanks for joining us today on Bullet Points. All right. And speaking of doing something about it, uh, U.S. Attorney William Barr uh, again announced this past Wednesday, uh, and I didn't see it anywhere uh, in the news, but he made an announcement about something called uh, Project Guardian. Now, Project Guardian is kind of a, a, a larger program, a broader program, and what this is going to do, it's going to help federal authorities coordinate more closely with local authorities to prosecute gun crimes. So they're going to coordinate the crimes together. They are going to look specifically at uh, uh, violent offenders, gang members, people that have prior convictions for assaults or weapons violations, stuff like that. And they're going to, they're going to make sure they lean on those people. Yeah. Nice and nice and hard to let them know that, (laughs) Hey, because this is one of those things that this is exactly what we bring up in Chicago. You have 24,000 guns confiscated, but nobody's in jail for right. what Lori Lightfoot cries about. Ah. All these guns are coming from other states. They're not walking by themselves. Somebody's going in there and buying them. Why aren't those people in jail? Well, this is Lori Lightfoot. They're, they're coming to save you. That's they're right. coming to save you. So I'll tell you something else before I get off into this story. If Lori <laughs> Lightfoot doesn't take advantage of this, of the Fed willing to help on this stuff, you got, what, 2,400 people shot? Where's my damn notes? 2,400 people shot? <laughs> That's right. Uh you need to do something about that. that yeah. That's, that's a problem clearly you don't have control of. And if the Fed is offering to help you, I don't care how much you hate Donald Trump. you got to care about the people in your city. You better get off your ass and put your personal hatred aside and invite the Fed in there and get some of this stuff done. Because your, your, police, your police agency is, is shackled, nearly neutered because of lack of funding. Mm-hmm. The, the gangsters and the drug dealers down there don't want to cooperate because they don't like the popo. And you're not doing anything to help the morale in the city by blaming everything but the people that are committing the crime. So, bam, there you go. Head out of your ass, Louis Lightfoot. All right, back to William Barr. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, so the, the feds are going to coordinate with local folks, uh, try to get drug dealers and, and gang members and co- uh, people that commit other violent crimes. They're going to try to get those folks. They're also going to go after people that attempt to buy weapons illegally. Now, mm. what I mean by that is, uh, again... You go to a retail gun store, you go to a federal firearms licensed dealer, and you fill out that over-the-counter transfer form, that is the 4473. If you lie on that form, that is a, you're breaking federal law. Mm-hmm. If you lie on that form in an attempt to get a gun, that that's a violation of federal law. And what happens is these people that do that rarely, if ever, uh, pay the price for this. They they don't. If you're a convicted gang member or you have a domestic violence conviction and you go attempt to buy a gun, well, the popo probably ought to come to your house and say, "Look, let's go to yep, jail for let's go to jail it. for a little bit." Done. Go. Because you got to think about it. If you let's say that you're a, a domestic violence kind of guy, and if you are, hmm. better hope I don't see you. Hmm. But if you are and you go and try to buy a gun and you get denied because you didn't know any better. Um, and you can't get one, and let's just say that the popo don't don't visit your house. Well, if you want to get a gun and you get denied buying one retail, well, what's your next step? You mm. got to go buy one from somebody else. Yeah, you know. That's so right. if law enforcement has the opportunity to intervene, go to the house and say, "Look here, dude, 
We know you're trying to buy a gun. We, we know it's you. We know what you're trying to do. Don't do it because we're going to come back. And if we catch you with a gun, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're right here. Yeah. We got you. We got huh. you. So that's what they should be doing. They should be up in these people's faces going, listen, we know what you're trying to do. And don't freaking do it. Or, or we're coming back. Or better yet, just lock them up for a little bit. Let them know that we're not going not gonna to put up with that crap. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that they're going to do in, uh, uh, in Project Guardian is they are going to work with local prosecutors. They're going to incentivize local prosecutors to ensure that databases get updated with convictions, uh, stuff that would make a person prohibited from buying so that uh, that so that the NICS system, the National Instant Criminal Background Check system, is as up-to-date and as current as possible. That also includes mental health records because that's a big deal too. Yeah. So they're going to concentrate on that as well. Uh, one thing that they're going to do about, speaking of mental health, one thing they're going to do about that is uh, they are going to, uh, to offer mandatory uh, court-ordered mental health assistance. So if you, hmm. if you get rejected from buying a, a weapon via 4473 for a mental defect, they're going to go and have you go to court. They may. And have the court order you to get some mental health care. Um, as an example, uh, this cat that did the Midland Odessa shooting, yep. he tried to buy a gun in 2014, and he was denied because of a mental health mm-hmm. thing. And fast forward to 2019, he goes and buys a gun privately yep. and kills a bunch of people with it. Mm-hmm. So if Project Guardian were in the works and works like they say it's going to, then presumably that guy, somebody would have paid him a visit. He would have been ordered into a mental care health facility. He would have gotten some help and hopefully been in a better place or still be under that care. And this crime wouldn't have happened. Yeah. They're also going to pursue more FRRs. That is, those are firearms retrieval requests. And those happen, uh, you know, when you go and fill out a 4473, uh, if you're a law-abiding citizen, you get a proceed in about five seconds. The other two things that you get, you may get a deny, which that means you're one of these other people that we're talking about. You may also get a delay. Uh, and a delay can be for a number of reasons. If you have a common name or you don't provide your social security number, if your name is, you know, John Smith or something like that. Uh, then they're going to have to take an extra look at you. They also sometimes uh, states will enter records. It may be <clears throat> it may be a uh, an indictment, but not a conviction. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you were you were pulled in for something, but you were you were found innocent of that. So that record might have been entered, but not validated. So the uh, uh, the Knicks folks will call that state and ask them to validate that record. Uh, if they don't, usually they. You know, send it on through. So it's a three-business-day wait. So if you go and buy on a Monday and you get delayed on that day, you have to wait all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, all day Thursday. You can come back after that Thursday date, so that would be that Friday, and pick your gun up. So this cat that did the Charleston shooting, uh, Dylan Roof, that shot the church up, uh, he actually should have been prohibited from buying a firearm because he had a drug charge. Mm -hmm. He actually went and picked up the firearm five days after his delay date. And he shot the church up like three months later. So this program would presumably go and pick him up, get that firearm back from him. And he illegally bought that firearm because he had a criminal conviction that prohibited him, but he took possession of it anyway. So he was a criminal that, one, lied on his 4473, and two, was in possession of a firearm. So that's, that's two felonies right there. So that dude should have been in jail. So that should have been stopped. 
as well. Um, also, the uh, the Sullivan Springs guy, the Texas shooter. Yep. He was in uh, Air Force, I believe. But the uh, U.S. Air Force did not report a domestic violence incident, so mm. he should have been prohibited also. So all this Project Guardian uh, contributes to all this stuff and helps uh, helps speed up the process of, of getting these records in there. Uh, in fact, we look at, at 2018, just an example. There were uh, 26 million NICS checks done. That's a lot of NICS checks, 26 million. Uh, fewer than 100,000 of them were denied, and of those 100,000, about 6,000 of them were denied for mental health reasons. Mm. So there are people out there that, you know, I, I know there's some people that, that I guess really don't know. I, I can't imagine. Uh, I can understand you not knowing about the mental health thing because right. if you've never been actually in a mental facility, I mean, I don't know what constitutes an entry of a, a mental defect. You know, yeah. I, would, I would presume that you would have to go to court. And you'd have to be court ordered uh, for mental health care somehow. Uh, but, you know, I understand those people, you know, some of those folks not knowing what's going on right. and getting in a bad spot. But still, if they're in that bad of a spot, obviously the mental health care that they went through the first time didn't help them out. Sure. If they're trying to buy a gun, uh, they're up to no good. Either they're going to hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. So when you hear – uh, when you hear anti-gun people cry about suicide prevention, this is it right here. This mm-hmm. is a good way to do it. If you've got 6,000 folks that have been adjudicated mentally defective with a mental defect, um, that's 6,000 people, 6,000 lives potentially taken. That's mm-hmm. suicides. That's mm-hmm. family members. That's you know murder-suicide. That's, that's all kinds of bad news right yeah. there. All kinds of bad news. So, uh, Hey, uh, real quick, uh, not to change the subject, but to change the subject, uh-huh. uh, this is kind of a good little note. Usually when people say that they're not going to do something, they're about to. <laughs> yeah, so I don't mean to be an asshole, but yeah, you're about to be. Too something. late. <laughs> Too late. Done. Uh, 14 U.S. states, there are schools with teachers that are uh, going through gun courses. So over 400 teachers in those uh, 14 states have gone through it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That's a great measure right there. I love like to see it. that. Yeah, I love it. That's that's always good news. Got to start somewhere. Yeah. That's the uh, Beyond Be Smart, Be Safe. Mm-hmm. You know it. They heard it here. Bullet Points 2A Talk Radio. A Bullet Points media property.